Steve, happy Monday. How are you, man? Uh, good. Doing good, man. Had a I good know. fun weekend. We had the Exo Christmas party Friday night. A bunch of people come over and may or may not have drank a little too much by the end of it. It was a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say it's the week of Christmas, and I don't know if we've said this on the podcast, but you're like a holly jolly Santa. You're the opposite of the Grinch. I am, man. Yeah. I love uh, love the season. Well, yeah, the week of Christmas uh, means it's also the deadline for the giveaway that we've had ongoing. So if you guys have heard about the $10,000 giveaway, uh, you have to enter before this Friday. So before the 23rd, the 23rd is when we are drawing the uh, all of the winners. And again, if you guys haven't seen the details here, there's like 24 prizes um when you enter the giveaway you're entered into win potentially any of those uh and i guess theoretically although the odds of it happening are not going to happen you can win all of them uh we are going to take all of the names and for every single prize in the giveaway we're going to draw a random name if you get drawn once your name's still in the hat for the next giveaway so um it's super cool we're doing this uh to kind of shed some light on independent companies in the outdoor industry uh so again if you guys have heard about this but for some reason you're dragging your feet hit pause now go to exomountaingear.com forward slash giveaway or look for the link in the show description and get entered it's it's happening quick steve gunway suppressor a bow a rifle chassis all kinds of coolness yeah that's a lot of cool stuff in there for sure yeah the guys at thunderbeast sent me an actual like certificate uh that is valid it's like a fancy piece of paper it's followed us for the suppressor and it has like a special authorization number and it's signed and all that oh cool like it's gonna be fun to drop that in the mail and give that to somebody <laughs> yeah there gonna be some happy guys on christmas day when we send out emails for sure um steve i'm spurring this one on you you don't know anything about this but we had a guy call uh he actually called me directly on friday and just the nicest guy and he owns a few of our packs, actually. And he really, he's a military, former military member, I should say. Uh, he really wanted to give a pack to another military member, um, whether hmm. it's active or veteran. And he was asking me, like, hey, can you guys accommodate this? I really want to give a pack to a military member who maybe isn't in a position to be able to have one. And so, you know, there's different packs we've donated to different, you know, veterans organizations and things like that. And that's certainly something we could do. But I thought it'd be cool to open this up right now on this Monday Minute episode. And if you know a military member that's a veteran or active duty who could really use an exo pack, but maybe isn't in a spot to have one, email me podcast at xmountaingear.com. Tell me why. Um, we're going to do this for just a couple days. So this is only going to happen. Um, let me pull up my calendar. Today is the 19th. We'll go through Wednesday. So December 19th, 20th, or 21st. Email me. Tell me who you think is deserving, maybe why. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get a few responses, but we'll pick one. And uh, through this donor who wants to remain anonymous we're going to give them an exo pack and we'll throw in some extra goodies with it so super quick and informal um just send that email podcast at xmontgear.com we'll make that happen and give a military member a pack for christmas um 
Steve, we're short on time today. There's 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 so much going on. Uh, <laughs> let's start here. We have a bunch of questions. I love this one for this time of year. This guy wrote in and said, hey, guys, I love the podcast. I'm just curious how you guys get outdoors in the winter months after hunting season. I sometimes struggle to enjoy the outdoors and stay active in the winter. Then I feel like I'm starting from such a deficit come spring and spring hunting seasons. It would be great to hear how you guys both enjoy the outdoors in general in the winter and also are able to stay fit and active in the winter so you're not starting at a deficit come spring. So for you, Steve, what does that look like? I, I It's not hard for me to get out I, and hike and when it's cold. I actually enjoy it. We've had a nice little cold snap here in Boise the last week where it's like 10 for the low and 20 for the high, 25. Um, I prefer to get out there and hike when it's cold, man. Just It, it certainly helps. It seems to be a lot easier now than it used to be, and I think it's just a little bit nicer gear maybe like not gear but clothing um this some i have some prana pants that they had like an insulated version of the zion back in the day um and then a couple pieces of wool tops and you know some gloves and a hat and go um another thing that keeps me busy is uh, uh, turning to start doing more and more chucker hunting this time of year with my dog so that's a fantastic hunt um exercise and then I don't, you know, I, don't, I used to ski and stuff, but under things like that, but, um, yeah, but my, um, well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I was gonna say it's my favorite. If we separate hiking, just a hike, uh, meaning I'm not hiking to train or hiking to get ready for hunting season, but just flat out enjoy hiking. Winter is absolutely my favorite time to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you and I both for uh, a bunch of reasons, A, enjoy hiking, but B, also need to uh, be trying testing stuff with packs or hiking year round in winter. As I said, it's my favorite time to do it. Um, and then I just do a lot of trail running in the winter as well. Um, you know, where I'm at in Missouri, we get snow here and there, but it's not something that stays around a lot. And so it's generally pretty easy for me to get on trails. Um and again, is one of my favorite times to do it. And it's just tough. Like it is tough for me in winter to sometimes, you know, fight off like, oh man, it's like the short days get to me, I will say. Mm-hmm. And I a hundred percent am not myself if I don't get outside. And I can't do that at night just with like work and honestly being tired and family schedule. So I just have to get up early, get out in the dark and hit the trail uh, for a run or to hike or to do something. But I think, uh, I think there's a, you know, and there's science to back this up, but like when people are inside and especially people like you and I, and people listening to this podcast, like if you're not getting outside, you're not going to be at a good place. Like not only physically, but mentally. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, the the weather sucks, but just go do it. I mean, it really is one of those things where most of us have good enough gear that there's no reason not to get out in almost any condition. Um, I mean, I, I had to second, not second guess myself, but like remind myself of that. Even last week, there was one morning I got up and it's 5 a.m. and it's like 34 and raining. 
And that sounds miserable, but I was like, you know what? If I go run for 45 minutes or 60 minutes, I'm going to be just fine and take some basic precautions yeah. and end up having a freaking blast. Like it was great. Yeah. Most people, it sounds terrible, but just go <laughs> do it and you're not going to regret it. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, so I, I just enjoy, I'd much rather hike when it's 15 degrees than when it's like, you know, even 80. Um, but cold weather is just good. feels good on the lungs and it's, it's more, um, without, you know, the new fad right now of like taking ice baths you know like i think there's some aspect to that or like being out in the cold and then like breathing in the cold air and it's just refreshing but yeah so a couple other things i was thinking of of having um have a little the micro spikes right so i certainly bust those out on yeah. um if i was to go for a hike this morning it's you know 10 degrees and the trails are all packed down and icy so you slap those on they make a huge difference and then also actually my wife and i started at pre-kids but we bought a you know I think I bought both of us a set of snowshoes for Christmas and that became something we did quite often. And I still do to this day, you know, get out with snowshoes and that can be a blast, man. And one heck of a workout. Yeah. And this is a unrelated ish. It's not an answer to this guy's question in terms of enjoying the outdoors, but something strategically I try to do in the winter is think through what can I do now kind of in the off season and even inside to get as prepared as possible for hunts and trips and other adventures and the rest of the year. So small things like I'll continue to shoot my bow, even if it has to be inside uh, close range, I just try and get as much done. If I'm going to be inside, I'll try and get as much done to free up times that I can just mm. get out and enjoy things later. So things like, Man, just reloading brass prep, going through gear, figuring out what, it, you know, instead of like spring coming around and going, oh, I, I meant after hunting season to replace this, get that, do this type thing before my next trip. Don't wait till your next trip to do that. Like go through all of your stuff now, make a plan now, um, set some goals now, just like use this time strategically so that as you get closer to either better weather or your next hunt or whatever, you're like ahead of the game instead of, you know, hopefully not last minute thinking, oh crap, I meant, you know, four months ago to replace this at the end of that hunt. And now I have to do it and I have to have it by, oh yeah, tomorrow type of thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten a good habit of uh, kind of the end of the season, just going through my gear list and just writing down notes. Um, Cause so even if I do kind of, put something on the back burner i've got like this quick reference to like oh yeah I, you know uh, i meant to do that or i meant to do this and it just makes it um yeah it just makes life a lot easier the, we we had numerous follow-ups last week we mentioned quick sticks again we mentioned bipods again shooting support we had numerous follow-up questions to that and hmm. one thing i've been wanting to do is have a better because we get so many questions on both bipods, quick sticks, and tripods. And then like pick any one of those, like tripods, for example, like well, what's a good tripod to shoot off of versus glass and this and that. So I I have been thinking of, I've been jotting down notes. I'm going to put out a good article um, and probably video on those topics. That's like, I don't want to say the definitive resource by any means, but a single resource that at least explains what you and I do, Steve, like what we found, how it's changed over the years. Um, there's just so many questions on that. But to tackle one quickly, uh, this guy said, how quick is it to use quick sticks? 
He said, I listened to your podcast about carrying quick sticks and I was wondering how you carried your trekking poles so that they would be fast to deploy. So Steve, what do you do to be ready if there is a quicker shot opportunity and you may want or need to use your quick sticks? Well, they're they're going to be on my pack, right? Uh, for the for the most part, I would say uh, if I the um, when I killed my bull this year when I was solo, I had when I was coming off, I had to drop off this hill, like you know, maybe like five hundred feet, but it was real steep down to get down to this bottom, and then sprinted across this bottom. And uh, at right when I basically I first spotted the elk, I made a game plan. I grabbed my grabbed the truck and pulled right away because I knew I, I just saw the potential. Like all right, when I get close, this could happen quick. Um, man, that, that spike I killed two years ago, you were behind me and I'm like, Hey, I need my quick sticks, you know, and you're behind like unbuckle the pack and take them off and you hand them around to me. So it's just, um, you know, it's just kind of like, when do you knock an arrow, right? Like, um, when, when you know what's about to happen or you think it's about to happen, you go ahead and, and, you know, get yourself in that situation. Um, but there's certainly going to be times, you know, they're just strapped to the pack and you're going to, uh, need to to take the pack off or get to them. I, I can actually um, reach back and just grab them out of my pot out of this. You know, they're just strapped to the side of my pack. I can grab them and pull them out vertically uh, from the side. Um, that mainly happens because I the SNS archery trekking poles that we make don't have lever locks on them, like the twist lock legs. So it's like a smooth transition. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing catching as you're pulling it up through the straps. But um, yeah, it's just. Uh, just reading the situation, right? And trying to, that's one of the key factors to being a successful hunter, I think, is reading and understanding the situation and being prepared for when it happens. And certainly being prepared falls in line with uh, having your quick sticks in your hand when that's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I tend to think of this in the same way. How ready am I with my rifle in general? So there's a, yeah. there's a good chunk of time if rifle hunting where, Maybe your rifle strapped to your pack, but there's also certain times where you may be covering country. Maybe you're on a bull or not, or maybe just in one of those spots. Like, I think there could be a shot opportunity here. I'm going to go ahead and carry my rifle in hand for a while. And when I do that, I'm prone to then have my quick sticks in my other hand. And that's one thing that I don't know that we've really talked about or that maybe gets overlooked, but the quick sticks, you know, we've talked about them being a shooting support, but they pair your trekking poles together so your two trekking Mm -hmm. poles now became a single unit and so it's actually really easy to have both trekking poles in one hand um, because they're already paired together by the quick sticks device and then your rifle in your other hand or um, you and i have strategically done that steve like you know if if it's my shot opportunity i may have you holding my quick sticks and vice versa Mm -hmm. right so if you're hunting with someone that's a really, really good strategy too of like, if you know who shot opportunity it is, maybe they have rifle in hand and you have the quick sticks and you can easily pass them over and help get set up. So yeah, it is about reading the situations and they're how you, how accessible they are in your pack is going to depend on a bunch of things. What type of poles do you have? Do you have snow baskets on them or not? What's your um, mobility like in your shoulders? They're, it's just one of those things where, as you said, Steve, you can get them off your pack. Other guys may not be able to either because of their build or even potentially because of the poles that they're using. But in general, I'd say it's actually really easy to carry them in hand, especially since they're paired together. Makes it super nice. And I think the 
biggest aspect to all of this is you need to practice this stuff before you get up in the mountains. If you've like never used your quick sticks and you go up and you try to shoot a, you know, an animal the first time, you're going to have no clue what to do, how to do it. Um, you got to practice this stuff. So maybe it's just, you know, you can do dry fire too. So I was going to say, like, get up in the mountains just twice during the summer, shoot 30, 40, 50 rounds, um, you know, find a steel target, get where you're shooting uphill, downhill, side hill, and then um, that's the best practice you can possibly do. And then just, you know, like you've got the dry fire um, scope ring thing you put on, you can shoot in your you know basement, um, yep. practice shoot, not actual shoot. <clears throat> um, same thing, like when I'm out hunting, I do this all the time. I'm just like, oh, there's a rock. And then all of a sudden, like basically I turn a stopwatch off or on on my head and go, okay, how fast can I get set up on that rock, right? Drop the pack, get the, tr- get the quick sticks out, get the gun on it, get leveled, and then, you know, pretend dry fire on that rock. Like that, those little things have massive impacts on when that animal presents itself and you get that shot opportunity. Yeah, I'll leave a link to that. Uh, I wrote an article about dry fire practice and trying to make that realistic. Um, and that's perfect for doing the quick sticks as well, like at home. So I'll leave a link to that in the show description. Um and then, yeah, if you guys have, again, I know I mentioned these these questions keep coming in, but if you have specifics you want to hear about shooting support, whether that's bipod, you know, seated kneeling with like the quick sticks, um, tripod, what tripod to use for shooting, ball head versus pan head, like there's just a lot to cover there. Um, and again, we will work on it, but uh, the more we hear from you guys, the better it'll help us uh, make sure we answer your questions in that content. Um, speaking of quick six, it's probably been a while, Steve, since we shared this, uh, video too, but I just realized we have a video about how to shoot off of them. Um, so I'll <laughs> leave a link to that in the show description as well. Perfect. Um, cool. Well, yeah, we got to keep it short and sweet today. So. My, uh, <laughs> my son, three-year-old son was puking all night long and he's still <laughs> sick. So I got to take my daughter to kindergarten in eight minutes. <laughs> Get dad out the life. house. So, uh, dad life. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you guys is listening. Merry Christmas. Appreciate your support of the podcast. We are super excited about what's to come in 2023 and uh, just glad to have you guys supporting us in that. If you haven't yet hit the subscribe or follow button, be sure to do that so that you receive future episodes automatically. And we'll talk to you soon.